Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, hi, how are you? I hope you're having a wonderful day. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. All I ask is that after listening to and or watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it, learned something, do me a favor, smash the like button, and please consider subscribing. And if you want to help me survive on these harsh YouTube streets, please consider a membership or a Patreon membership. I keep the price low at $1.99 because I know money is tight. With all that out of the way, let's get started. Hi guys, today I thought it might be very interesting to talk about the Adelson children's educations and their unique brain power. The three Adelson children, and I'm talking about the eldest, Rob, middle child, Charlie, and the youngest, the baby, Wendy, were all well ahead of their peers when they began elementary school. And this is likely down to, well, good genetics, and also their mother, Donna's dedication to ensuring they received intellectual stimulation each and every day starting from a very young age. Now, just because I'm talking about them being intelligent people doesn't mean that I'm trying to support them or paint them in a positive light. I think Charlie is a POS, probably Donna too, and we shall see about Wendy and Harvey. Rob Adelson is a very good human being by all accounts, and he had nothing to do with any of this. Harvey and Donna made it clear to their kids that they expected nothing less than straight A's. Talk about pressure starting from a very young age. Rob, the eldest son, went to Tulane University in New Orleans right out of high school. He eventually graduated summa cum laude and phi beta kappa, and then went to medical school. He would go on to become an ear, nose, and throat doctor. I'm going to jump to Wendy now. Wendy graduated valedictorian of her high school class, the class of 1997, at J.P. Terravella High School in Coral Springs, Florida. Note that Wendy was also voted the most likely to succeed. We've heard from several people, including Jeffrey Lacoste, who said that Wendy was, at least when he knew her, a very charismatic woman. I think she knew how to use those turquoise-colored eyes, which came from colored lenses, contact lenses, and her big bright smile, likely courtesy of her father, Harvey, who was a dentist, how to charm people. Donna was very proud of all these accomplishments, but it was said that she was most thrilled that Wendy completed high school while maintaining her virginity. Truth. I wonder if she could say the same thing about Charlie. Just wondering. After high school, Wendy went to Brandeis University in Waltham, Massachusetts, and at that point in her life, Wendy planned to become a pediatrician. By her sophomore year, Wendy was proficient in Spanish, and between her sophomore and junior years, Wendy traveled to Argentina to interview relatives of those who disappeared during Argentina's dirty war of the 1970s. And it was after her experiences in Buenos Aires that Wendy decided to study law instead of medicine. Around this time, Wendy's father, Harvey, 
began having horrific headaches. Harvey was diagnosed with a brain tumor. He had surgery, and thankfully the tumor was determined to be benign. Harvey was just 55 years old when he went through this medical crisis. Back to Wendy. She graduated from Brandeis in May of 2001, magna cum laude, and phi beta kappa. Wendy then won a scholarship to study as a graduate student at Cambridge University in England. There she focused on international relations. After Cambridge, Wendy went to law school in Miami. After meeting Danny Markell on J-Date, a Jewish dating website, falling in love and marrying him, Wendy completed her law degree at Florida State University, so she had to transfer to be close to Danny Markell. Remember, there was a seven-year age gap between the two of them. And by the way, when Danny Markell took a visiting teaching position at the University of Miami Law School, for the fall of 2006, Wendy, then his wife, went with him, and she was also given an academic year position as a staff attorney and instructor at the Center for Ethics and Public Service. Now, when it was time for the faculty of the law school at the University of Miami to vote on whether to offer Danny Markell a full-time position... It turned out that not all of the professors supported him. Some viewed Danny Markell as a brilliant scholar. Others disagreed with Danny's views about criminal justice, and the ones who disagreed with him were against bringing him permanently onto their staff. The other problem, which is really interesting, was that some faculty members who worked with Wendy decided that Although she was very likable, she wasn't a particularly good lawyer, and they did not want Wendy on the staff, and so these people also voted against hiring Danny Markell. So when Jeffrey Lacoste told the police during one of his interviews that Danny had to work really hard to tick off the people at the University of Miami to the point where they didn't want to offer him a job, that was not accurate. He was getting that info from Wendy. Wendy left out the part about where some of the staff found her not to be a very good lawyer. Danny was also accused by one female colleague there of being a misogynist because he didn't look her in the eye when they spoke one time at an informal meeting. Instead, he focused his gaze on some male colleague and this made this woman accuse him of being a misogynist. All of this was enough to deny Danny the permanent teaching gig in Miami. So that's why Danny and Wendy landed back in Tallahassee. The law school at Florida State University adored Dan Markell. They saw how brilliant he was, and they wanted him back. Now let's talk about Charlie Adelson's education. Before I get into that, let me just tell you that as a teenager, Charlie was so thin that his classmates called him Screech, inspired by the character on the TV sitcom Saved by the Bell. Despite being so skinny, though, Charlie was more athletically gifted than intellectually gifted. 
He ended up being a star on the tennis courts at Terravella High, and when it was time for him to decide which college to go to, he opted for the University of Central Florida in Orlando. Charlie did not graduate magna cum laude or Phi Beta Kappa, but he did finish in the top 15% of his class. During his college years, Charlie got into weightlifting, and he added 50 pounds of muscle to his six-foot-tall frame. With his newly ripped body, Charlie started to attract a lot of attention from the females. Along with chasing women, Charlie also enjoyed collecting firearms. He always had one under the driver's seat of his car and one next to his bed. All along, Charlie was determined to become a dentist, just like his dad, Harvey. So after his undergraduate studies, he attended a new dental school called Nova Southeastern University. That university was just 15 miles from Coral Springs, where his parents lived. But unlike his siblings, Charlie didn't skate through his studies easily. There are rumors that Charlie was being passed through his classes at Harvey's urging, and not because he had mastered the material. But Charlie did manage to graduate, and he received his dental license in July of 2003. He then did a three-year surgical residency and became a specialist in periodontics. These are the guys and gals who do tooth extractions, implants. They also do bone grafts. With Charlie's specialty, his father's practice was able to earn a lot more money, and that's because these services were very pricey. So Charlie, although maybe he's not a great dentist or periodontist was able to add a lot of value to his father's practice simply by virtue of bringing in a lot more money. That's it for the children's educations. I hope that you have a better idea of who Rob, Wendy, and Charlie are and were and of their academic achievements. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories.